I, I wanted to try something on you guys. Okay. So, Pavlov. Yeah. He discovered that, you know, you feed a dog, and then you ring a bell, and then you do that a whole bunch, and then you just ring the bell, and the dog salivates a whole bunch, right? Yeah. That cause and conditioning and whatever. Mm-hmm. It was uh, pretty stupid, right? Pretty stupid animal to fall for that. Okay. And uh, it turns out that the guy did the experiment 69 times to get there. Right. Is the number 69 supposed to be like the punchline there? He was hoping we would say nice. And then you, 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 you've been conditioned. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. Nice. Hey, nice. <laughs> got him. You're a stupid animal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was too like invested in the story that I, yeah, I broke my own rules. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, I didn't think it would work on you guys. You're too, you're, you guys are on the level. <laughs> what you didn't see though, Zach, is you said the number 69. I got, I started salivating. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I love psychology. <laughs> uh, I got one more for you. This is another bit of uh, intense knowledge. So, Older forms of English, they kept Latin's gender-specific suffixes uh, for tor and tricks. Okay? So, like, tor is for men and tricks is for women. Okay. So, a, a male pilot is an aviator, right? A female pilot is an aviatrix. A male fighter is a gladiator. A female fighter is a gladiatrix. Pretty cool, right? Right. This contrasts with the modern system, where Tor is for both men and women, and tricks are for kids. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask about bunnies. Me too, actually. I was ready. (laughs) What about the female bunnies? Because they can't be tricks. Yep. You were already there. I can't do nothing with you, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully the listener gets a gag out of it. It had levels, and I appreciate the levels you had to get to to say tricks are for kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even then, that's a 90s kid thing. Like and Nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> old, bro. Real talk. Okay, okay. How old do you think our listeners are? Like four. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or 60, 69. Nice. Ha, nice. Ha, got you, you stupid animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh no, it's only been like three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm worthless. Welcome back to Anime Not Be For Everyone. We're ready to tell you some stories and have some laughs. My name is Brody Morden. I'm a fan of anime. And this is going to be <laughs> a fun one. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> I, my name is Caleb Morden, and I hate anime, but <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. painful. <laughs> If I do that, I won't be able to do the podcast. So (laughs) (laughs) it will ruin your lungs. (laughs) My name is. Let's let's just look around the room real quick. I didn't come. You don't have something prepped. (gasps) Sorry, I'm disappointed too. I also didn't say something I liked, which I didn't have prepped either. I Mm. forgot, man. My new. You guys were also both freaking late. Mm -hmm. 
I know, we're losing it, man. My name is Jixie Cat. Got him. <laughs> I like long walks on the couch and getting my tookus rubbed. Can't beat that. Sorry, what was your first name? If you give me a little puss puss, I'm there, bro. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. That's that that's one sexy pussy. <laughs> Putting the word sexy in front of it just makes it bad no matter what. So Yeah, because yeah. even if you're thinking about it as a cat, it's weird to describe a cat as sexy. As a sexy, yeah. <laughs> that's one hairy pussy. There we go. Uh, <laughs> it's worse. What was your first name there, Zach? Jinxie? Yeah. Jinxie. <laughs> Jinxie? I'm I'm stealing that from something obscure, and I can't put my finger on it. So, so I, obscure, I, you don't even know. You've gotten to the point where you're stealing content, you're not even aware of where it's from. But I know I'm stealing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about doing something a little bit different and fresh for this year. <gasps> this year? Right, it's technically, yeah. <laughs> it's a new year. It's going to be going, too. So, isekai is a type of anime. Okay. It's a genre where, essentially, it's people being pulled to alternative worlds. Anime such as Sword Art is an isekai. Mm -hmm. The one I'm going to be talking about today, ones like Overlord, The Devil as a Part-Timer, The Rising of the Shield Hero, which is another one I'm going to cover in the Ooh, future. Oh, I've heard about that one, yeah. And you know what? D&D may not be for everyone, mm, yeah. right? Yeah, it's based on an isekai. Being thrust into another world. Now, this is for sh this is for sure isekai. It's not another Shippuden going on. He has a page open. He's reading <laughs> okay. it. Okay, all right. I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> you hear my feelings, too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, bro. No game, no life is another one. So are you saying you're taking this theme and these are the... Death gonna... March is another one. <laughs> what about the one you recently did with the family in the VR? Kind of, yeah. Spy Kids 3D. Is yeah, that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Now you see me, because they, they go to the magic plane. Yep. <laughs> Have we talked about this in this show before? My theory about that series? Now you see me? How the first one was called Now You See Me, oh, and the second ridiculous. one wasn't called Now You Fucking Don't? Well, I don't think they could put the F word in the title, bro. I don't care. <laughs> I, like... Like, now you freaking don't then. Like, <laughs> hype it up a bit. Like, we were waiting two years for the sequel. Now you see me. What would the sequel be? Now you see me too? It should have at least been Now You See Me as well. You know? No, like, you what's don't. the bring? <laughs> you see me as well. <laughs> or Now I See You. That would be mind bending, dude. Or Now We See You. Oh, they're coming. They're, and there's a scene now in the middle of the movie where they you. just start seeing everybody in the theater and pointing people out. I think. <laughs> With the fourth wall and just orange dress, <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear people screaming in the theater. Yeah. They're like, ah, "What's happening?" It's witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> they do see me. <laughs> people vomiting. Jesse Eisenberg sees me. <laughs> <laughs> Those bangs aren't working for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They just start doing a quick, like, improv session of, like, roasting people. And then it goes straight back into the normal movie, yeah? Now we see. It was just a moment just to freak the audience out, and it's in the middle of the movie. That is a great gag. You fill the theater with other people and just one guy, and then the movie, like, has a little bit where they're talking directly to that one guy and freaking him out. And when he's, like, elbowing people, like, did you see that? Did you hear that? They're all like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just a movie. Like... <laughs> 
and have him like question his whole reality for the whole movie. So yeah. wait, is, is that guy an actor or was the movie created just for this one dude? Like it could be in the short form setting so you don't have to put in $40 million for this one joke. But <laughs> but you could flip it too. You could have it so an actor comes into each theater and it's directed at him. He's losing his mind. The people around him, like, make it, like, super directed at this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else is, like, freaking out, too. Oh. Panic. I love panic. And that, that just becomes an art piece at that point. Yes. Are, were we watching a film or were we a part of the art? Mm. How direct How direct are they calling it out? Are they like, hey, Dan in row D16 with the blue shirt? I think it would, I think it would start <laughs> off, like, very subtle, like... Look inside yourself, see what the truth is, you know, and then it would end up being like, Craig, get the fuck off your seat and come here. We need to speak. Yeah, Craig, why aren't you doing anything with your life, you pathetic loser? (laughs) (laughs) You gotta give your wife back her cat, man. (laughs) We might have to hire three actors to make it most believable. Right. Because then we can have the two people beside him wearing certain clothes. So, like, Craig, yes, you, the one between the girl in the orange sweatshirt and the dog. Yeah, it's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> there's a dog in the theater now? Yeah, there's a dog in the theater. Okay. Wait, be careful, Brody. <laughs> if it dies, it might turn into a horse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's what's coming up. It can't cross episodes, man. We can't keep doing the... We can't keep beating a dead horse. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so so you're saying brody that you're going to be doing these themed shows for the foreseeable future like are you getting a deep dive into alternate worlds and i might come back for second seasons for more. <laughs> nice man i like a themed 2024 the year of the isekai what is that what was that right isekai but yeah isekai. right and I just want to point out that this episode will officially come out on our three-year podcast anniversary. So it's fun to do fun things, man. Aww. We've been doing this for three years. Why wouldn't you bring that up in the intro? I you forgot. Crazy motherfucker. I forgot. <laughs> I'm a neglectful podcasting parent, and I don't know the age of my child. <laughs> That's so like if- being wished a happy birthday, like, after lunch. Like, oh, yeah, hey. Happy birthday, champ. (laughs) Might get you a cake later. I don't know. (laughs) As they're going to bed. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) You brush your teeth? Yeah. Do your homework? Okay. Yeah. Happy birthday. Good night. (laughs) Brutal. That was my childhood. Okay. We open our 37-year-old Japanese, except for dentist daddy. Wait. So Uh, which show are you doing? I need the title of the show. What show are you doing? Or do you want to leave it as a mystery? So it's called That Time I Got Reincarnated as a... And I'm going to... Oh, it's oh, spoilers. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. Can we guess what it's going to be? Yeah, prediction. That time I got reincarnated as a lamppost. Nice. That's pretty good. That time I got reincarnated as uh, Jesus H. Christ. Oh, tough oh, one. That's a pretty one. good one. And it's a story from Jesus's perspective. It's essentially the Bible told from a first can, person can perspective. Can I throw one in? Yeah, I, well, you know what it that's, is. But that okay. time I got reincarnated <laughs> as a dog horse. Yeah. It does happen to horses. That time I got reincarnated as my big sister. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is she still alive? She's older, but... There's not much to go into here. You don't have to. When you grow up, you realize that your big sister was always you? Is that what you're saying? She was always younger than... Okay, you guys are hired. (laughs) (laughs) I had nothing, but you obviously have a vision. (laughs) 
we open on a 37-year-old Japanese businessman Ooh. on his way to work, thinking about how his life is perfect, if only he had a girlfriend. He's walking around without a care in the world, and he bumps into one of his work buddies. And his work friend has this really cute girl with him. He's like, hey, dude, let's go uh, get some food. And he's, he's basically just trying to show off his girlfriend to him. And he's like, you know what? Sure. And all of a sudden, as they're walking down the street, a guy comes running at them with a freaking dagger held forward, just rushing the crowd, right? Oh, shoot. That's um, the technique. Yeah. <laughs> he's going right for the girl. And our main dude steps in front of and gets stabbed in the freaking chest or back one of those and that's pretty bad it goes through him so it's kind of both if you think about it nailed it <laughs> saved it nailed it <laughs> uh, how long uh, is this I dagger see. if it goes all the way through his chest and back yeah. uh, it sounds like a it's sword about, dude it's about a chest length and about an inch <laughs> so thanks uh, while he's on the ground dying he's like everything is hot and a voice in his head says request confirmed heat resistance skilled granted and then he's like death by stabbing what the hell and request confirmed stab resistant granted physical attack resistance successful and he's like oh it hurts there's so much freaking blood request granted pain nullification confirmed creating body that does not require blood successful Oh, and now I'm so cold. Cold resistant successful. Man, it's like a genie, but helpful? New combined ability, thermal fluctuation successful. Oh man, I have such a big penis. <laughs> Request confirmed. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction resistant successful. <laughs> <laughs> Laying on the ground, gasping, he, he grabs his friend and he's like, Please, you need to take my computer. And dump it in my bathtub. <laughs> Fry it. Yeah, that doesn't get the files off, by the way. They can recover them, man. It's the black box on your computer, dude. They can get it. You got to take a bat to that ship. Yep. <laughs> he, we know what file he's trying to get destroyed. It's the Planet of the Apes one. Yep. <laughs> That's canon in our lore now. So go um, look it up. <laughs> Uh, his last final moments are fading away, and he says, I hope in his next life, he, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> I'll get all the girls, and then Predator unlock. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> Uh-oh. It's an important ability moving forward. Um, and then what, the was, Predator ability? <laughs> yeah. How about to Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. That was his um, main ability. As he's laying there, he's like, oh, man, I'm 37. Old people in mystical worlds are usually wizards. I hope I'm a great sage. And great sage unlocked. What? So he's like catching on and just saying things now to make himself cool. I, I don't know. It was, it was, in my opinion, it was a weird thing for him to say. At that the seems time very he's weird. Dying. I'm so cold. Yeah. I feel so much pain. Ugh. I wish I was a wizard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up in darkness, not knowing where he is. He can feel plants and rocks underneath him and realizes he can absorb the objects that he's going over. Okay. What the fuck? What do you think he is? What do you think he is? Uh, a wizard. He can absorb uh, a sponge? The name of the show is that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh, of course. <laughs> Wait, but I thought he wanted to be a wizard. So what Great Sage is, it's essentially the tool he uses to understand things around him, understand abilities, understand other people's abilities. It's Great Sage. It's, it's like a consciousness within him that it's magic sense. Was the world he was in before a completely normal Japanese Yeah, it was Tokyo. World? He's just okay. a businessman. And now... He's a slime? He's a slime. Can he speak? 
Or is he gooey? He's gooey, dude. Does he leave a snail trail? <laughs> I guess he's not gooey. Yeah, like, okay, think about it like a water <laughs> balloon with really thick skin. Cool. Okay. Okay. What color is the slime? He's a baby blue. Oh, blue. blue. I was picturing mm. full green slime. Mm, those are the rare ones. Yeah. Yeah. So as he goes around with the help of Great Sage, the the entity inside him, it's letting him know that the plants that he's absorbing actually have high uh, healing particles, I guess. Calcium levels uh, high. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the ore he's come by and the stones he's come by have been high in magicules. Magicules are magic, so. Man, this guy got a lucky spawn. Damn. Yeah, he really did. Now, is he freak? Like, what? what is his mind saying? Is he like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm a sponge. I mean, a slime. <laughs> he can't see. He can't speak. Right. He's just blankly a, a in the darkness going, going around absorbing things around him. Yeah. As as he's exploring, some of his skills from before are helping him and unlocking newer skills. So, like, he's able to burst through water and stuff and, like, he can float and stuff. I'll just l- let like, you know, he's getting abilities just about constantly. Does, is he's it leveling like, up. What's the aesthetic? Is it very video gamey looking right, right now? now? It's, right now he's in a cave. When he gets abilities, what happens? It, like, shows up and says, ability unlocked. The Great Sage literally says, oh, like, okay. within him is like... Explains the ability and how he unlocked it. You can burst through water. Right, yeah. One day he hears a voice coming out of the cave and it's really like, it's a really powerful, like, kind of like spooky, spooky voice. And at this point, he's been alone in the dark for who knows how long. Uh, Once hearing this voice, he's freaked out, but then soon realizes it's friendly and wants to bestow on him the sight. But, uh, (laughs) oh, okay. but, But before allowing him new sight he says that he can't freak out and he has to come visit him in this cave hey kid do you want to see <laughs> <laughs> so he's a slime and usually slimes aren't sentient in any way and he seems to be more sentient so mm. he wants to bestow sight on him because he's been lonely in this cave this dragon's been lonely in this cave <gasps> for now decades yeah i guess i gave that away shit you did oh, he's a cute. dragon once given the the sight in the form of magic sense, he's able to see everything around him, including a massive 400-foot-tall dragon imprisoned <gasps> in front of him. I totally didn't see that coming. It's <laughs> a big uh, fucking cave. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a massive cave. Um, the dragon and him quickly become friends, and the dragon tells him uh, he's much stronger than a lo- uh, lowly slime. Our slime dude tells him what happened, and the dragon tells him that it's very rare for normal outworlders to be uh, reincarnated here. Usually they're summoned here by like 100 plus mages. It takes several days. This is a really wild story, Brody, and you're saying it like it's the most serious thing in the world. I mean, I just wanted to point out the absurdity for a second. I'm, I'm having Dude, trouble. if you think this is absurd. <laughs> oh, no. What, what, okay, what are the most absurd things you're you're feeling right now? Just the fact that he's a slime? Well, and the dragon's like, oh, you were a Tokyo businessman? That's pretty crazy. Let's let you see, because mm-hmm. you seem smart. So in this world, it seems <laughs> like it's it's actually it's actually normal for other worlders to be summoned to this place. Hmm. Just not so reincarnated when, here? Just not reincarnated. So when he hears this, he's not like, what the fuck? A different world? This is the only realm. They're aware that there's other realms. Our slime man comes up with an idea. So during the time when he's been absorbing all this stuff, it's his predator skill. He's able to consume things. When he consumes things, they go into a basically like magic bag of holding. So it's just like an endless 
vast area that he just consumes everything and it goes there. So he makes a deal with the dragon. Uh, he says, if you want to get out of here, I could like consume you. Eat you? (laughs) I could eat you and you could live inside me and we could like get out of here. Like this slime's like the TARDIS dude. He's bigger on the inside. (laughs) This slime (laughs) is like the TARDIS. That's nerd humor for you, Zach. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) The dragon agrees, but before he names the slime, he calls him Rimaru. And we find out the dragon's name is Valdora, and they both give each other the surname of Tempest. Wait, they married each other? No, they're just, they're, they're you know when you find friends and you're like, we're family. And then you We're going to change our last, last names name to the same thing. <laughs> Dude's about to be eaten by the other, so I don't know. So. Zach, that's what, me and, that's what me and Brody did. We really clicked when we were younger, and so we changed our last names to be the same thing. Yeah. And then I consumed him. <laughs> And I've been within him ever since, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but first I did I did let Brody see. So I gifted him that and then he ate me. And we're good. Yeah. This is really yeah. satisfying well, the like, boar it, community. It, Do you guys it, know? It boar? helped me because I didn't know how tasty you were until you gave me sight. This right. is disgusting. <laughs> okay. Uh, with his newfound name and dragon buddy, he decides to try to escape the cave. So when he absorbs the dragon, his little body just like gains in size. Kirby style consumes him and then like crunches down until he's his normal size again. And the dragon's on the inside, like, I thought you said this wouldn't hurt. (laughs) And he's like (laughs) cracking in pieces. Like bones popping out of him and (laughs) sucking him back in. It's fucked up. I'm glad we have the same last name at least. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be weird otherwise. So we we find out that the reason this cave has been so plentiful of like high like magical herbs and ore is because the dragon's been imprisoned here for decades and no one wants to venture in it they're all terrified of this dragon's presence but he's a stupid lowly uh, slime and can't sense power or whatever until he got magic sense and then realized right quick oh fuck this thing's huge but then he was friendly and then he ate it so everything worked out man Mm-hmm. So on his way out of this cave, he gets more abilities by killing other monsters. He fights like this massive spider thing, this massive snake thing. Now, how does he? How yeah, does when he... you say fight, he just kind of walks on top of it. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so uh, with his water bursting ability, he's learned how to like kind of like shoot out a slice of water, kind of. Uh, so he uses that to like decapitate most monsters quite easily oh my. and then consumes them. And once he consumes this next one, he gains a new ability called Mimic. So he's able to use the monsters that he fights abilities and also change form into them. He's got to do that to a chick. Zach, wait. <laughs> <laughs> once he fights all these monsters, gaining all these random abilities, he gets like this metal silk thing as well. Once at the gate, he finds these three human adventurers stumbling, opening the doors and like going through and they don't even notice him at all and lets them go by and just plops out of the cave into this massive jungle. And it's just like, wow, this world seems so crazy. While hopping through the forest, he stumbles on a group of young, very frail-looking goblins. They ask him for help, because uh, they can sense his immense power. They tell him there's a group of direwolves planning to come and kill the village. One direwolf can usually take out a group of 30 of them, and they're like just these really small-looking goblins. They ask him why he would like why they would ask him for help, and they say, You have this immense power. How do you not notice the aura that you're exuding and then he like asks great sage to give him like a bird's eye view of himself and then he sees like this crazy purple aura just 
going all around him, so he sucks it into himself and is like, oh, I'll try to keep that hidden. Uh, hey, hey, schizophrenia, can I get a third-person view? <laughs> schizophrenia. <laughs> all this stuff is actually happening to him, though, okay, okay. we think. Yeah, so they take him to their goblin the wounded goblins and he just sucks them up and spits them out real quick healing them with the the properties that he gained within the uh the cave so after healing those goblins he helps the the entire village of goblins set up defenses little bows uh as the direwolves are charging in re maru warns them not to come any closer uh, when the leader, a big nasty looking one with a horn that's poking out of his head like a freaking unicorn, jumps at him, not giving a fuck, and gets ensnared in his trap. He's got like the the metal webbing that I briefly mentioned before that he got from one of the spiders, um, all like crisscrossed in the air, and it just decapitates the thing. And he consumes it with Predator, and then turns into a bigger, more nasty looking version, and just like growls at the rest of them being like i'll destroy you come at me but don't walk around my webs now that you see them please yeah like (laughs) yeah (laughs) doing this they all like kind of bow down to him because he's now the alpha and they join his little village with the goblins so he beats the wolves the goblins are happy and he's got the he's got the wolf ability now. Yeah, and and the the wolves trust. So the wolves are actually have joined oh. the the village, and oh. he so he pairs up all the little goblins with their own wolf companions. Oh so they God. look after each other. It's really cute. And uh, he's like, okay, I can't continue just saying hey you, hey you, because there's like a a chieftain guy and and his son and like a bunch of characters that don't have fucking names. None of these monsters have names. So he's like, I'm just going to give you guys names. It'll make things way easier. They start losing their shit. They're just like, Oh my God, he's giving us names. And he's just Call like, me really Steve, weirded out. please. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they all line please, up please. and he gives, he gives each of them names. I hope I get Carl. I hope I get Carl. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a Carl. And yeah, as they get names, they're just like so excited talking to each other about their names. And then it gets to the head direwolf, the son of the direwolf that he had killed. And uh, he names him. And then he turns into a pile of goop and passes out for three days. So when he wakes up, he's being held by uh, a stranger to him. Things have changed. Firstly, the girls holding him are much bigger uh, and better looking than the goblins he had named days before. Someone he'd never met before pops in his head and says, you're awake, let me go get the chief. And then the chief, the old frail man from earlier, is now this freaking tank of a man. In fact, all these goblins were the same goblins he'd named. So it turns out names give power in this world. Uh, when they're given names, they evolve. So now these... Goblins are now hobgoblins. They're like very much more humanoid, jacked, better looking, more voluptuous. Hell yeah. And even the wolves, even though he just named the the, the one wolf, they all evolved into even bigger wolves. <laughs> So it's like a video game, right? Where like the NPCs that you're. Why hurt. are you wanting this to be a video no, game I'm, so I bad? Know, I'm, yeah. to attach I'm, it to I'm attributing it. it, Brody. If you kill an enemy and it doesn't have a name, it's weak. But when an enemy shows up and he's got a name, you know you're dealing with something now. You know he means business because his name is 
Dave the Goblin or whatever. Exactly. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All of the uh, goblins now look sexier and bigger and more evolved and older. Except for one named Gobta. He was a stupid looking one before and he's still quite stupid looking now. And he's kind of just like the butt of the jokes goblin. Story of my life, man. Everybody grew yeah. up and got sexy. But me? Stupid looking before, stupid looking now. <laughs> so uh, with all of them evolved and happy, he decided, okay, this this place needs some ground rules. So he devises three rules for them to follow. No attacking humans, no fighting amongst yourselves, and no belittling other races. Good anti-racism rule right off the bat. Martin Luther Slime Jr. Did you say Martin Luther Slime Jr.? <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> As he's giving them the rules, he realizes the state of the clothes. They need better tailors and better housing, so the group of goblins suggest to go to a somewhat nearby dwarven city. And uh, this dwarven city opens their doors to all races, unlike some of the more human cities who are very humans only. So they're really excited. He hears that there's going to be elves there, and then he thinks back to his Planet of the Apes file on his computer and how it was filled to the brim with elf porn. So. Like Santa's elves or fantasy elves? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Let's get into how sexy Santa Claus elves are. Mm, the way they make those toys. Mm -hmm. The way they work that wood. They can make anything. <laughs> Including Miko. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, is that a new toy? It's called the, it's called the Mecum. I feel sick. <laughs> Stupid. Hey, little Timmy, look, I got the Mecum this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so high, high, high fantasy elves, uh, they're cool. They're hot, of course. Everything's hot here, isn't it? <laughs> it gets that way. Yeah. So oh. Remer decides to take his strongest companions and that Gobja Goblin. Because he's the only one of the goblins who has actually been to the city before. So he's going to be their their guide. Outside the city, they're having a campfire. And he notices Gobta being a little hesitant about the people in the city. Like, uh, everyone else is like, oh, yeah, you'll love it there. It's great. And Gobta's like, yeah. Um, so the next day, he decides, I'm just going to bring Gobta and me. We're going to go to the gates and try to get in just the two of us. So we're not bringing, like, six people. So the two of them go up to the gate and are standing there when three humans come up behind them and they're like hey lowly slime and goblins uh you don't look like you belong here it's like oh shit they're getting shaken down they're like give us your money and he's like i don't think you want to do that they square off and then a few more people join their party and it looks like it's literally a DD campaign of people that are just goofs and he turns into his giant direwolf form and scares them off and makes a big scene he does like this roar that knocks out like 80 people in the line and they get thrown directly into jail. There's a, there's a queue to get into town? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you don't want like bombs and stuff being brought into town. I don't know. There's like a <laughs> gate. I don't know. You don't this want weapons a, or drugs. It's airport or... security. This is a post 9-11 high fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> bombs were before 9-11, people. Yeah, we yeah, weren't but, as scared about them, man. Nobody gave a shit about them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they're wanting to make sure that this, the paraphernalia being brought into the city is actually legit, you know? Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, they're thrown directly into jail. Did they pass go? They, they didn't they, pass go. Oh. They didn't collect $200. <laughs> it was bullshit. It, 
But they got to jump the queue. You did get to jump the queue in a way. <laughs> You're not wrong. Also, the queue is all knocked out on the ground. Yeah, the two of them get thrown into jail, and they're talking to one of the guards. The guards asking him about his journey, what happened, and the line. And he's like, yeah, some people are assholes. I believe you, but, like, we got a job to do. All of a sudden, another guard pops in and is like, yo, the mines, something's happened. They're hurt. We need people now. And uh, Rimuru, hearing this, fills up a barrel nearby with all of that healing goop. They take us and are like, well, we'll take any help we can get, being a little bit unsure because, you know, some random slime just filled a vat and said, hey, it's healing potion. Well, I've never heard of slime talk before, but this is kind of cool, so I guess I'll <laughs> rub your juices on me. <laughs> he said it'll help me, man. Oh, tastes a little bit like Monster Energy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, it kind of looked a bit like Monster Energy. Got a little bit of fizz to it. Thanks, Remaru. <laughs> <laughs> Aftertaste is not desirable. <laughs> <laughs> They use it, and it saves everyone. A group of three dwarves come in, and they're especially pleased and decide to take Rimuru to the top blacksmith they know. Once there, the blacksmith is troubled. Some uptight government figure gave him a job that, uh, with the resources at hand, are impossible to complete in time. Rimuru hears this and asks what kind of materials he might need. And he's like, we're looking for some of that real magic ore. And then he spits out a chunk of his magic ore. And they're, they're all losing their minds. They're like, oh my god, that's so pure. That's some pure fucking ore, man. Um, <laughs> he's like, oh, really? That, that's, that chunk there is a lot? I've got a lot more than that. And he's like, yeah, and it's enough to make one of these swords. And he pulls out a sword, and it's massive and glistening and, like, changing with the light. And it's a really pretty sword. And Rimuru's like, do you mind if I, like, suck that up real quick? And he consumes it. And he's like, what the fuck did you do? That hey, took man. me, like, four days to make. And then he just starts spitting out sword after sword after sword. And the guys, please, though a bit also disjointed because like something that took him several days to do this slime just came in and made a butt ton of them yeah he's but like, the sword he made had love in it and this guy yeah these fact, are just factory, factory. manufactured yeah it's ridiculous exactly. you can tell man yeah. made from china but that's not the case of the exact scene okay way. yeah right <laughs> Um, with this excitement, uh, they all decide to go to a local tavern Ooh. with elves <laughs> and not the Santa Claus ones. <laughs> oh man. I thought they were going to be building so many toys in there, dude. Santa's elves can be sexy. Yeah, it's sexy. You can elf on my shelf <laughs> in the bar. All these elves got some boobies often, um, well endowed girls, uh, will hold Rimuru right underneath their boobies and kind of like, just like kind of. support them and like that's kind of where he lives when there's a cute girl around they just want to hold him and squeeze him who wrote this Like, what if Obviously I was a, a business, yeah, a businessman who really wanted to be a slime dude. What if I, what if I was a slime got held up next to boobies over time? Can you imagine the feeling of being held under some boobs, dude? But, but not as a baby. Not a baby, though. A slime. We can get right in there. And he can One of them anything. has a glass ball and asks Rimuru if he wants to know who his true love is. Uh, and we're sitting here thinking he's a slime. So it's probably uh, another slime, right? Yeah. He, don't got he no says soul. yes. And they see a girl in the glass ball, a girl with black hair and a white mask. Uh, he's shocked, but excited. He's like, what? There's a girl who's meant to be with me. Um, yeah. Can you imagine her reaction when she gets shown through the glass ball and it's a slime? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> 
That's I feel like when, if you go to a fortune teller and they're like, you will one one day marry a dog. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you, I guess. Uh, yeah. Sparky Great. will be your one true love. <laughs> That'll be $40. <laughs> He's a nice slime, all right? You know, yeah, but she can't people... tell with just the picture. If it was Tinder and you were swiping through and one of them was a slime, you'd swipe <laughs> well, okay, right every time. But... Or they're left, still, I don't they're still writing in Tinder. What if it said, I'm a really nice guy? It never works. No, only never not works. nice guys <laughs> say that, Brody. Yeah, only not nice, but they were aware. Damn it. Yeah. And then the second picture, he's wearing a cool pair of sunglasses holding a fish, you know? You know like, Punching oh, a yeah. woman. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that on Tinder. <laughs> Caleb, do you have a preconceived notion that fisher guys are bad guys? <laughs> yeah, dude. If you see a picture and the guy is representing himself on Tinder holding a fish, you that's an instant no. Interesting. Any reasoning behind this? Well, usually they're not that impressive of fish. So they're showing off a talent that they're obviously bad at. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. and you shouldn't show off talents unless you're incredibly good at it. That's the rule of the world, Brody. AKA, <laughs> let's stop um, making this podcast. But Brody, if, if you were on Tinder and there was a picture of my podcast as a second picture, that would be an instant no as well. I can't show it off. That's all I'm saying. Don't show off things you're bad at. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Wow. I, I need to digest. <laughs> I think Zach might have a fish picture in his Tinder profile. He's oh, really yeah. taking it hard. I, I like fishing. I mean. Yeah, I don't I don't mind fishing. I mean. I very much just like it. When you get a decent fish, and that's one of the like peak moments that a person can be happy. Like you, were at, <laughs> you were at peace with the world, right? You just accomplished something dope. And you want to snag that moment forever. And your smile is generally probably the widest it can be. Zach, they always do say that. <laughs> Top moments of the world, the birth of your first child, uh, getting married, catching a really good fish. That's right there. Uh -huh. uh, and then you and know, your first time. First first time. <laughs> that's below fish. <laughs> Similar smells. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, to go there. Yeah, That's when the uptight okay. government guy shows up at the brothel that they're at and starts making a scene saying, hey, you where, guys where should really swords? be at, Yeah, you guys should be at work. Uh, I have a quota that you guys need to fill. Uh, and the blacksmith tells him, don't worry, we're done. We're celebrating, thanks to the help of our new friend, Rimuru. And that's when this guy sees Rimuru and is like, a fucking slime? Uh, under some titties? <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate. And he starts making fun of Rimuru and being yeah. like, they they obviously have lowered their clientele and spills a drink on Rimuru and it all slides off him and onto the girl. And he's like, oh, is your dress wet? And she's like, oh, it got a little bit. And he's like, oh, he's angry. But then the head blacksmith guy jumps up and fucking punches the guy clear in the face, dropping him. And he's like, Rimuru is actually a really nice dude. And they get thrown in jail. In the jail cell, we notice that Gobta is still in the jail cell. He never left it. He's been hanging upside down from the web that uh, Rimuru is able to. Was he a bat? Why? He put him there. Oh. So he couldn't get in any trouble because he's oh. Gobta. And so he's still tied up. Yeah. Okay. I get it. He's still tied it. up and sleeping. He's been sleeping this oh, entire cool. time. So they're all in the jail cell now, and uh, the head blacksmith guy's like, Rimuru, if we get out of this, I'm going to come to your village, and I'm going to help you out, and so are my boys here. And the three 
buddies are like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, we don't have business plans anymore. I just punched our client in the face. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of, can we have a job? (laughs) Yeah, well, technically the client was a government agent. So technically he worked for... Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Joe. (laughs) Joseph, as he likes to be called. Yeah, that's that's the fantasy version of Joe Biden. Yeah. (laughs) Joseph Biden. The dwarf king who looks like a really tall human, so I don't know. But he looks badass. And the voice they give him sounds like freaking Vader. It's glorious. So the five of them get pulled in front of the dwarf king. And there's a guy who speaks for them and is obviously working for the government type guy because he's just talking shit. He's like, oh, this guy walks into a bar and gets punched in the face for absolutely no reason. These guys are vagrants. They should be sent to death. The king is about to say that they're guilty when he when we see a flashback of both the blacksmith and the hoity-toity government man uh, when they're working together and they had like some sort of science experiment and one of the experiments goes completely wrong and he blames the blacksmith and so the king flashing past asks him if he would ever come back and work for him and he says no I've sworn my alliance to the, the this Rimuru slime. I'm going to go back with him, if anything. And the king appreciates his honesty and lets them all leave. Once gone, we find out the reason he actually let them leave was he was able to sense Rimuru's overwhelming power and the, the magic potions he was able to make were unlike any they'd seen on this planet. Like It was like highly concentrated, could like cure most things. Why in the world is this slime so special? When he died, he got a bunch of random powers that like resistances to right, stuff as he was dying he was saying as he was dying things. so right. he just yeah he's a slime but like his predator skill that lets him consume things is just fucking op and zach it laughs every time you say predator yeah. skill brody yeah, you're, it's, you're it's because the way he got this. it was him saying i want girls predator skill unlocked it's right kind of fun. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very comic show like it's very funny yeah but so funny yeah <laughs> it, uh, zach you would very much enjoy the show hey i like ogre titties <laughs> goblin titties there's some ogre titties in a bed dude don't you worry I... you're like calling stuff like before it happens time after time it's wild i i mean we've done a lot of these <laughs> <laughs> we're starting to catch on to anime That's trends <laughs> Back to the writer's room. How did you know? I was just playing the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're you're right on top of it, dude. Ready? You guys ready for another writer's room? <laughs> oh, what a classic. What classic. a freaking classic. This one dude. is a fucking classic. But in this one, I have a couple requirements I want you guys to list for me, just to flesh out the stories a little bit. I want you to give me the genre of your story, the protagonist's name and the antagonist's name and what drives them, and then do your normal overall description. I just want things to be more in-depth. I feel like I usually already have those. I think so, but I'm just I'm making it set in stone because I like the stories that have these elements oh, to them. Oh, just as we go along, you need these things to be included. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you a set of five, and then you guys pick the ones you want, like normal. How big's your list in general? I have 15 that I wrote down last night at 2 a.m. when I realized I should have been writing these. So these, some of these are my late night thoughts. So. Ooh, I love it. That's good news. That's good news. <laughs> it's not good for me. All right. So I'll give you the first five and you guys can pick from it. So we got the high seas, colon, cushion the Caribbean. Nice. We got Agent 69, Casino Oral. 
so fucking good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, I got Zach with that one, apparently. <laughs> I've got a very normal one next, in case you guys want to go normal. Got the house in the middle of the ocean. Got the VRRV. Oh, yeah. And then I just have one called Friends Through Time. <laughs> so there you go. Those are your options. I feel like I know which one Zach might pick. But it's just because of the pun, though. That might not make a good story. Oh, yeah. I've been burned before doing that. You pick, like, sex toy story, and then you don't know what to do with it, dude. (laughs) Okay. All right. I got got mine. All right. What did you pick, Brody, out of the five choices? Uh, Friends Through Time. Oh, good. Good stuff, man. Uh, The genre is a comedy. Okay. I love it. Protag is a nerdy virgin who discovers time travel and decides to try to find a girlfriend through time and always gets friend zoned. Oh, oh friends through time. Oh, that's awesome. And, <laughs> and, and the antagonist is his older self trying to get his tech from his younger self for some unknown reason. Whoa. He gets too deep into it or something and his older self's got to stop him. <gasps> I, I think I think the theme is he's going to do something really bad with his tech and his no. older self is trying to stop him before it he's happens. gonna have sex with hitler's mom and then make hitler <gasps> guys no, no. <laughs> his older self realizes that the woman he's supposed to be in love with was from his own timeline and he needs to stop all this wasted time of jumping around and doing stupid shit so he can realize the love of his life before it's too late <laughs> That sounds like a rom, like a very romantic movie. Where's the comedy? What do you mean? It's it's still him going through time, getting rejected over and over. So, Brody, what kind of people would he get rejected by? Give me a couple examples. Um, so he like I think it's less of I'm going to go flirt with so and so, but like I'm going to go to this time period and try to find someone. See if women are easy back then. Yeah, right. Mm, Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's about (laughs) easiness, not about finding love. I see. Things get dicey in the medieval times when, you know. He finally makes it pretty close with somebody in medieval times and finds out that they have a chastity belt on. And that, <gasps> nice. A literal cock block, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And then they die of polio. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be more of him going to these places and getting genuine connections with these people. Right. But being too nice. I don't want to say too nice because that feels icky but like he just he becomes friends with them too quickly every single time right Mm. because he's a nice guy can you give this guy a name um i want to feel his character ja rule (laughs) ja rule okay well that changes the story entirely dude does it because caleb has this thing if you use a very black name the character becomes black and that's just a fact right ja rule is is literally a famous rapper and that's oh. two. It's not his first name. His name is Ja Rule. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> okay, you got us. <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, his name is uh, Clark. Oh, Clark. Okay, I'm on board nice. now, Brody. Thanks. Nice. Cool. <laughs> okay. I would watch the hell out of that. I would too. I really that, would. that was actually a very good story, Brody. That's a great pitch. Eight out of ten. All right. So, uh, my anime is called Agent 69, Casino Oral. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did you just come up with that, dude? I did. I did. That's freaking <laughs> clever as heck. Yeah. I mean, sometimes my genius knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> and other times it knows its bounds quite well. The, the, 
The genre is etchy. What does that mean? It means it's basically hentai, but no penises ever go in. Oh my goodness. Did you look up what that was, or do you know that off the top of your head? Which answer would you rather be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like either of them, to be honest. All right. Uh, the Protag's backstory. He's Agent 007. Okay. You know, he makes sure to always get at least two O's in every day. Oh, that's why the seven. Every day, seven days a week. Oh, shit, that's better. Yeah. Double O's, seven <laughs> days a week, dude. <laughs> uh, he's part of the sex club at his high school. <laughs> well, okay. So many things just changed in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was an agent. Like, we like ancient Cody Banks. <laughs> yeah, or Kim Possible. Yeah. No, they're just some weirdos who <laughs> hang out in the storage closet and they call and- themselves agents. But <laughs> really, they just talk about, like, load size and, you know, different hand techniques. And Do you want? this one to win <laughs> it's uh, sometimes you like start saying things i'm like <laughs> and the antag is this fe- fellow in the group his name is odd handjob and, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a beefier hog he's like actually what got to first base with a girl once so he kind of like Everybody in the group looks up to him, but 007 thinks that he should be the head of the group. And uh, they have a bet going by the end of the year who's going to actually get to second base and fondle some breasts. Is there a girl in the group named Goldfinger? (laughs) 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 Yeah, there is now. (laughs) It's Odd Handjob, 007, and Goldfinger. And she's like super shy, like, but in the rest of the school but when it comes to this group she's completely open about it yeah she's like tell me about your load size (laughs) and now the bet is who's going to fondle goldfinger's breasts and actually get with her but she's like she doesn't want any of them she wants the super hot guy in school so anyway yeah uh, what what, what else do you want these two kids are horny they talk about loads and where's the casino come into this dude (laughs) (laughs) uh they oftentimes play blackjack in the storage room. All right, Zach, I'm giving yours a 5.5 out of 10. Come on. Too sexual for teenagers. I what should give mean? it lower. I don't know why I went above a 5. <laughs> it's, etch- it's it's its own. That's why you made me do genre. You can't judge it because it's a genre you don't enjoy. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. That's a genre. But what's happening in this show that you just described, other than two dudes and their girlfriend talking about sex well they gotta go to science class they're not actually agents you (laughs) took a name that had cool spy thriller stuff in it because (laughs) if you do this stuff and just call it what it is you're a creepy weirdo but if you're agents of sex then (laughs) it's still weird i don't know how that justifies it you're not there brody wins wins the round let's move on (laughs) I don't usually say such a direct winner of these rounds anymore, but that time I had to. That's why early you know on, I was like, do you want this one to win? Uh, let us know in the comments who should have won, because I know my fans are out there. I swear if the genre is the same. How about this? No same genres. <gasps> How dare you do that to me? I'm taking it away from you, Zach, because I don't want another repeat. All right. Round two. I, oh, I'm going to call mine rom-com then. All right. My next one's just straight hentai. Got <laughs> him. <laughs> All right, number one, hiding in the walls. And Frank style. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, we got Naomi Nutsuckler, Squirrel Extraordinaire. 
can't do that. <laughs> it's a squirrel. <laughs> exactly. All right. Bed and breakfast and babes. Uh, Badonkadonk, Tonky Honk. The Badonkadonky visits the country. That vein is just about empty, my guy. <laughs> Every time we do a writer's room, there's a variant of Badonkadonky in it. All right. And the last option, Bony Doc Pro Hater. <laughs> oh, you are a, you are a wordsmith and a legend. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I got this one. I'm doing hiring in the walls. All right. Let Zach go first because you went first last time. Absolutely. All right, Zach. Okay. Which one are you picking? We're going with Bony Doc Pro Hater. Four. <laughs> Four. Underground? Yeah. Un- underground. This is American Wasteland. Uh, <laughs> the genre is i'm stealing that's not a genre yeah uh so this guy is you know in a world where nobody wants to get diagnosed by a doctor and everybody wants to go on webmd to figure out what's wrong with them yeah Mm -hmm. well bony doc pro hater is an extreme advocate of this and he believes that doctors don't know nothing and whenever somebody on a forum or a Facebook post comes in with legitimate knowledge, he just shuts them down by being a pro hater. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and one day, after years and years of being this troll online, all the doctors find his location <gasps> and they kidnap him. Oh my God. And they put him through a test of saw like challenges. That force him to use real medical knowledge to save himself. And afterward, he's like, you know, a couple fingers down. He's lost a foot. But he is a changed man. Now knowing that spreading misinformation online is should be a crime. And he's better for it. Three-part series. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So he's the protag. Is there like a doctor leading the charge of the kidnapping that can be the antagonist or what? Yeah, let's name him Caleb Morden. Oh. Caleb hates misinformation so much. To the point where he's a little annoying about it. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the genre? You just said you were stealing. Yeah. Is it horror? Is this lighthearted? What are we feeling? It's it's definitely not lighthearted. It's a thriller for sure. Thriller. Thriller. All right. I'm into it. Bony Doc, Pro Hater. If I go to the theater with a movie of that name and it's a thriller, I will be shocked. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm into it. All right. Shout outs to Daniel Radcliffe. (laughs) So Hiding in the Walls is a uh, show. It's it's horror. Thriller and horror this round. I like it. Yeah. So um, the protagonist is the kid next door, and the antagonist is the house. So kind of like Monster House, this kid's realizing that a demon has uh, possessed the house next door. Is the house vacant? Yes. Okay, it's an abandoned house next door. Looking more into this, uh, him and a group of friends are in the house and at one point it starts to awaken things that were like old and dusty get more lively the lighting changes and it seems like time periods almost change and they're scared so they run and they find a hiding place uh within the walls and they like camp out there uh until things normalize again but uh they are stuck there for much longer than they were originally thinking time house (laughs) (laughs) so kid next door trapped in a time house I would say more of a possessed house, but... 
So he comes out of his hiding place, and it's Victorian times. And they're like, oh, what weird clothes you have. You guys always latch on to the wildest things. Would you love a cup of tea, young squire? (laughs) (laughs) To me, like, in my pitchy mind, I was thinking things changing as in they were going back to their state when they were new and fresh, and the house is, like, coming back to life. Less so, it's traveling through time. Wait, Brody, I'm confused. Where do the Victorian people come in? (laughs) (laughs) He comes out of the walls and it's just a cave and they're like, Oonga Boonga. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Wait, I didn't give Zax a score out of 10. Oh, yeah. I, I would say Bony Doc Pro Hater sounds like it could have thrill. So I'm going to give it a 7.2 out of 10. Good, nice. perfect score. Perfect score. And then Brody, with your hiding in the walls, I think we took it over with the time travel thing. <laughs> so <laughs> with things just shifting and changing inside the house and a kid in utter peril, that could be scary too. I'm going to give it a 7.1. Perfect score. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, I'm in a house. Whoa, that book was older before? <laughs> Now it's a young young book. I would recommend going and watching uh, Hill House if you get a chance there, Zach. Very scary show with the house being the focal haunt. Whoa, this hill. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so good at yes ending and changing and then being like knowing to my original. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's yes knowing. (laughs) Yes knowing. It's yes knowing. Yes Yes and no. Do you guys want a quick final round? Yeah. All right. My teacher is a lizard person. Uh, burning rubber. Phantom Mansion. The Deadly Rich. Oh, but it time travels. Uh, Lu- <laughs> Luca and Dan 2. This time it's personal. <laughs> Do we have a Luca and Dan 1? Nope. All right. And the Flowers <laughs> of Steel. Pedal to the Metal. Hmm. All right, action adventure, flowers, pedal to the metal, or what what was it called? Yeah, flowers of steel, pedal to the metal. Yeah, okay, action adventure. In a world where the entire planet is slowly dying and most of it is just industrial factories and humans have been replaced with robots. Sick. Yeah, and for these robots to thrive, they need more metal, so they've put something into the atmosphere that makes a lot of the plant life metallic, but also sentient. Now, this this one metallic flower uh, who grew up in in the wood, as they called it, uh, it was like one of like the um, more dangerous neighborhoods instead of the hood. Yeah. Oh shit, that's great. Yeah. Gets taught at a young age how to use their metal pedals to <laughs> like damage beasts and and get stronger and stronger. Uh, so it's it's a show about uh, this flower who uh, wants to take back the earth and make it green again. Make the earth green again. Love Not it. Bad. The earth green Not again. Cool. I like it. Eight point four. Mm. Perfect score. I am also doing pedal to the metal. <gasps> the year is four thousand A.D. The world, okay, so you know how you got <laughs> cyberpunk world, steampunk yeah. world, yeah. regular world? Yeah. This is a world that didn't do technology at all. Whoa. It's a fucking utopia where flowers and nature are everything. People live in trees like little elves and shit, and they just spend their days picking mushrooms and painting art by the by the river. 
It's amazing. Right. But then one smart little boy named Ferrigno Geraldo, <laughs> he discovers that when you twist the ivy of the sun plant in a certain way and leave the leaves in front of the sun, it actually produces a sparking, a strange phenomenon. And these certain flowers in the hills of Hesshire, they have a rigid rigidity that can maintain a lot of weight. And through uh, a four-part series, he constructs <laughs> <Why>? himself. <laughs> he constructs himself a very cool mode of transportation called the flower mobile. We're talking <laughs> flower wheels. Uh, basically, a solar panel just that's leaves to power it. Um, a mushroom engine, and of course, the petal is the petal of a flower. And he shows off his creation to his father, um, Geraldo Ferrigno. Ferrigno is his first name. <laughs> That's how surnames work in this world. Shut up. Yes. Okay, speak. yeah, I'm into it. What is this abomination? You mess with our utopia with this awfulness. You will get fat if you don't walk everywhere, <sighs> stupid son. And he banishes him to the Outlands. That are still beautiful. They're just less floral. So he's driving along in his sick car, and he happens on some vagabonds. And they're like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. You should teach us about this. So he starts his own community with the wonders of flower electricity. And then the racing begins. Uh, (laughs) Up until that point, I was like, okay, so it's like reverse Wally, sort of. Also, what is metal? Uh, There is no... Oh, oh, um, okay, uh, uh... You got me there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Zach, 6.9 out of 10. You're good. Fuck you! (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Fuck you! Ad. What do you guys want to do for ad? We could do anything slime-related. Get your hands on this goop. It's all slimy and sticky. Watch it stretch. (laughs) Put it in your mouth. 90s commercial vibes. I feel like we do that almost too often, but we do almost. Have you or any of your loved ones been harmed by goop? (laughs) (laughs) Have you totally been slimed? You're still doing the 90s commercial voice, though, Brody. Has this ever happened to you? You go, you go on a game show, and you're reading out the contestants, and then just a bunch of fucking slime gets slime. dropped on your head? <laughs> yeah, we could do slime-related injury law, man. You might be entitled to comp and slime shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you or a loved one, to your knowledge, been slimed? Is your son or daughter obsessed with goo? Well, we might be right for you. Has that slime affected them beyond the actual sliming process? Back in the good old days, you'd step on Legos and injure yourself. These days, it's all goo. We here at Flubber, Rubber, and Goo care about you so freaking much. I'm Flubber. (laughs) He's Rubber. And I'm Goo. It's estimated that 10 in every 20 Americans will be injured by slime or slime-related products every day. (laughs) Has this ever happened to you? Were you on a hit Nickelodeon television show and got an answer wrong? We got you. We know that goop amount. It's a lot. You may be entitled to compensation. Have you been walking down the street and someone just 
dumps a bucket of goop all over your tender body and you're like, oh no, I'm melting. Well, you're not a witch. You're fine. Also, I think that has to do with water and not goop. You might be entitled to compensation. You look up at the window and the guy's like, ASL bucket challenge. It's ALS, dude. Yeah, not ASL. <laughs> Are you like, damn it, my son's so obsessed with goop that he put it all over his face, kind of like a bag, and then he couldn't breathe because it was all gooing up his insides, and then he died, and now you're really angry? You might be entitled to compensation, probably for that one. Have you ever been cooking a soup and then realize oh no i put too much cornstarch in this it's getting a little bit goopy and then when you eat it it goops up all your insides and you die you definitely are entitled to compensation (laughs) it's estimated that one in every 100 people will ingest slime at some point in the day 15 out of every 10 cars have goo in them in some unknown location what i'm giving you numbers (laughs) Nine out of two goo incidents cannot be removed with household chemicals. Six out of every nine children create slime at home without their parents' knowledge. One out of three budding young teens will use slime as a sex aid in their lifetime. And two out of three of them will die. Mm If you or a loved one have been affected by this, please call 1-800-I've-been-gooped today. Hello, you've reached Flubber, Rubber, and Goo. Oh, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, oh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Can you describe to me the situation, sir? What's everywhere? It's it's gooey. Um, oh. There's different colors. We got some orange goop. Mm-hmm. Some green goop. Classic. Some pink. <coughs> it's everywhere. Where is it? Can you... Oh, is it in your throat, sir? <laughs> it's like those little dinosaurs you put and it's growing it's growing in size i can't stop it it's covering my house i i don't know what to do do you have home insurance sir uh nope i i uh fuck i knew i should have got it you should have gotten the goo claws as well it's very important cool all right but we can help you even if you didn't get home insurance specific for goo rubber flubber and goo has you hello hi there Oh, my name's Gary. Hi, Gary. I've just slipped on some slime. Oh, shit. Please don't swear at me. Oh. (laughs) My head's fine, but my lower back, I I knocked it on the stairs. That sucks, Gary. Good luck. Yeah, I understand that. That's why I'm calling. It was slime. Who left the slime there, sir? My My kids went on the YouTube, and they fucking made it without my permission. And now I'm dead. So, like, I remember back in the day we came up with ideas that had this thing I like to call legs. This is not one of them. I don't know about you, but that made me laugh really hard. So call 1-800-HELP-ME-UNGOOD today, because you might be entitled to compensation. Remember, Rubber, Flubber, and Goo are here for you. All right, Zach, do you want to recap? Right. Businessman with a business plan gets stabbed. As he lay dying, he unlocks superpowers. Then he awakens in a strange world with no eyes, but he has superpowers. As he stumbles around and absorbs rocks, he realizes he's a slime. 
Then he meets his dragon wife, who lets him absorb her, and this gives him eyes. He leaves the cave and happens upon a village of little goblins. They're out of the war with dire wolves. He helps them by telling them to fight. He sets up a web of steel wool and cuts off a wolf's head, therefore unlocking wolf form. Now the wolves and goblins are friends. Time to go to the dwarf city. Oh shit, hey blacksmith. Oh man, my job sucks. Well, let me help you. Sword dupe powers. Now they're at the bar drinking with heavily hefty titted women. Then the government <laughs> shows up. Elves, were you listening? <laughs> the government shows up. Where are my swords? And he's like, I'm racist against slimes. And the blacksmith, he's woke, so he punches the government. <laughs> then they meet the king. The king's like, you know what? I'm woke too, so you're free to go. Blacksmith is their friend now, along with a carpenter and a clothes maker, and they go back to their goblin village. Nice. Okay, so we travel over to a human guild, where the three adventurers from earlier heading into the cave. Oh, those guys. I thought they were just side characters that would never show up again. Now I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, They're in front of a guild master. They give him a rundown on the cave and where the dragon used to be. They look pretty worse for wear, and the guildmaster thanks them, says they have three days off, and that they have to head right back and see if any of the monster activity has changed since Valdora has disappeared. They're all pretty pissed off about this because they're like, we just got back. So the group heads out, and on their way to town, they bump into a black-haired girl wearing a white mask. Her name is Shizu, and she wants to join them on their quest. How sweet. The way you say it doesn't doesn't sound too sweet, man. At the camp, four dwarf <laughs> brothers are hard at work making housing, clothing, weapons, and armor while trying to help teach the goblins in their ways. At this time, Rimaru learns a new skill called Black Nightning. <laughs> Sorry, Black Nightning? Sorry, uh, a skill called Black Lightning, which is super overpowered and seems to just destroy most things. He sees this and he's like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't do this. Also, the goblins have more villagers. Other goblins from surrounding villages have joined their village, and he decides to name all new 500 goblins. Whoa, that's a lot of names. Yeah. Gobta, the one who is left in jail, because they like when they went to court, they didn't bring Gobta with him. They left him in jail. So he was hanging there from the ceiling like a bat. And uh, he learns a, a skill to summon his direwolf to him. So in the shadows, his direwolf comes out and saves him and they head back. So he's trying to teach other goblins this new skill he's learned. And he's a terrible teacher. Why, yeah. Why did they leave him in jail? Just so he couldn't mess things up? Because Gobta, like I said, he's the only goblin that during the evolution phase didn't evolve and he's oh. just kind of yeah he's a goofy little dude he's the runt of the litter and nobody wants him around yeah mm-hmm. but all in all the town is coming together building plots are being established jobs are being handed out and the town all in all is thriving but it's full of sexy goblins and there's a couple it's full dwarves. of sexy goblins nice mm. i'm into it yeah back to the group of adventurers they're running for their lives from giant ants and they're just like oh my god we don't get paid enough for this shizu the girl with the mask stops in her tracks pulls out her sword and in a furious flurry of fiery attacks kills all of them they're all celebrating when one comes out of nowhere and is almost about to hit shizu and then black lightning comes out of nowhere and fries it whoa i wonder who 
That's right. It's our slime boy. He's super excited when he sees Shizu. Does the slime have little rosy cheeks? Like he full on does. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he encounters this group, he's all excited. Uh, and he asks them if they want to come to his village to heal up. And they say, sure. So once back in the village, he gives them shelter and food. And he asks what they're doing here. When the leader of the three tells him everything. Uh, Rimuru is like, cool, I'm just making a little town here, so that shouldn't be a problem, right? And they're like, yeah, no, it should be good. During this interaction, he says something from a video game from Japan, Dragon Quest, and the girl with the mask seems to recognize it. <gasps> She's from the real world. Holy mm. frick. It's the girlfriend from the first act. <gasps> she got stabbed too. Yeah, because it did stab through his chest to his back. So maybe if she was behind him, she would have got stabbed as well. And she got moment. a little poke. <laughs> <laughs> Later that evening, he pulls her aside, and the two of them seem to have a bond. Uh, he confirms that she is from Japan, and that she was summoned here 50 years ago. Using Great Sage, he shows her how much Japan has progressed in the last 50 years. She left Japan, like, during, I think, World War II kind of oh, times. Oh, bad time. Oh, yeah, bad so, like, bomb, bombs were falling, and then she got transported. Yeah. Um, we lost sorry (laughs) like look how much progress we've made since then yeah she was summoned here by some evil vampire ass looking dude he straight up looks like a dude from castlevania when arriving he trapped a fire demon within her and he could take control of her at will during her younger years she had made a friend on the property and they would play together in the garden one day her friend finds this cute little puppy evie looking thing and they decide to bring it inside Once inside, though, it starts growling at the master. All panicked, they ask it to stop. All of a sudden, Shizu's eyes go all red. And she full-on, like, Saiyans, basically. Fire comes from everywhere, and she kills her friend and the dog. Right there and then, dead. No! The door breaks down and John Wick's standing there. (laughs) (laughs) That was my dog. That was my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, the next thing... She awakes from this memory, and she just wants to leave. She feels like she's getting too close to these people and doesn't want to hurt them. The The girl of the three adventuring parties like, no, you should stay. We really like having you around. It's been a lot of fun. And she's like, it has been a lot of fun, but like, I, I got to do my own thing. So she's afraid of losing control again and murdering Ex- everyone? Exactly. John Wick's after her. She's got to keep moving, man. good. <laughs> 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 that's what her entire life is running from john wick yeah <laughs> uh, as they're walking around during the day shizu stops in her tracks and she turns into her demon form her body changes completely and she's a different entity floating in the sky with like different versions of her floating around and it's just like all fiery and dangerous Cool. Rimuru jumps into action and he's fighting her off, but he's struggling to do so. His main attack was like the water scythe thing, and that's not going to do shit against someone who's fire. That should do exactly something against fire, though. It, it, it turns into steam by the time it gets right oh okay too hot too hot hot damn (laughs) after he's able to do a little bit of damage she just summons this massive fire pillar out of the air and it just consumes him and he's like well all is lost he's melting away and then he realized actually this doesn't hurt that bad and then we think back to way back in the first episode when he's 
dying. He's like, oh, it's so hot, it burns. He has fire resistance. Nice. So none of this is actually damaging him. Hell yeah. So that's when he remembers this, and then he shoots out his freaking metal webbing and wraps it around it, and then uses Predator, eats that bitch. How does he shoot webs? Where is he shooting these webs from? His body. The same place where he's making the the potions. The same place where he's making the swords. It's just coming from his glands. Coming from his um, infinite pouch of nothingness. I like glands. <laughs> yeah, he's shooting out of his glands. <laughs> so let me get this straight, because I like Pokemon. Water doesn't work against fire, but metal does. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> metal can't turn to steam before it gets there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Think of think about it this way, Zach. Um, you have a pot of fire, and you have a metal lid that you can put over top of it, or you have a cup of water that you can splash into it. What's going to actually kill all the oxygen to the fire? So the metal webbing... <laughs> Takes Zach away is- the oxygen. So the, the metal webbing isn't being burnt away. It's actually being able to withstand the heat because it's metal. But the fire was so hot, it turns the water to steam. I'm sorry. So are you saying the burning point of metal is a lower heat than the the boiling point of water? I need the Celsius of the fire. <laughs> Zach, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Zach, the fire only has to be 100 to turn water to steam, but it's got to be like in the thousands to turn metal to liquid. Fine. Pokemon failed me. Yes, it did. <laughs> you're trying to win a science debate with Pokemon. <laughs> only in this podcast. Only yeah. in this podcast. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> he consumes the demon and the demons in the, the pocket realm. And is like shooting out fire blasts. Like, what the fuck? And then in the distance, you see Valdora's eyes open up. Yeah. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. I've been waiting for someone like you. I will enjoy this battle. He's ready. He's raring to go. He wants to fight this demon inside of his friend. Exactly. Cool. Like a TARDIS. so shizu's still alive her body's still laying there even though he's consumed the demon uh her body's still there so he brings her into a tent and lets her rest it's very hard to visualize how a slime brings a human somewhere often he gets others to okay he's just he's charismatic yeah he's the leader hey ripnack can you take that sexy lady into my bedroom (laughs) (laughs) see i said tent instead of bed for a reason uh, into my love haven, my yurt. <laughs> <laughs> so Shizu, not doing well and seeming to be on her deathbed, asked Rimuru to fulfill her like life goal, which is to find the person who summoned her here. You find out at this point that she's lived a long life. She actually got away from her vampire master, became a teacher for years, traveled the world, and it's like she's... She's lived a long life. Was this originally or this new world? <laughs> uh, in the new world. She originally got brought here when she was like five. Oh, oh right. Okay. So she asks him to consume her so she can live on within him. Yeah, she does. All you can eat. Seems like it's pretty pleasant, man, when this guy consumes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bucket list added. <laughs> <laughs> Be consumed. <laughs> <laughs> So he agrees <laughs> and eats her, and it's all very sad. It's, he's just chewing. It's like, oh. 
<laughs> oh, they just built up the moment more than I have patience for. So, <laughs> right? I, yeah, I agree with that. Sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, sure, cool. <laughs> when her three companions come to check up on her, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He turns around with a mouth full. Her legs are like flopped out. Her legs are twitching as he's like holding his She asked me, Shinzu, are you okay? They come to check on her and a naked humanoid being is standing there with long blue hair. It's Rimaru. Consuming her made so he could uh, mimic a human form again. It's a genderless form, mind you, and he looks like he's about 12 or 13. That means he can smell and taste for the first freaking time in a long time. So, of course, this calls for a feast. Okay. What is he? What, what, <laughs> what are they going to eat? Like food? Does he still have the lingering taste of Shizu in his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and then they zoom inside the stomach and there's a dragon and a fire demon fighting and Shizu's sitting there and there's hamburgers falling on her head. <laughs> <laughs> that's anime baby that's anime oh man uh the three adventurers are actually pretty chill about it they're like okay we believe you what you're it's it's cool that you just ate our friend <laughs> she was dying they trust him he must be so freaking charismatic dude yeah everybody loves this slime <laughs> what bad things has he done to anyone well, just ate a chick. Yeah, for yeah, for one, he ate he ate a chick, and before that, he ate his wife, dragon dude. Both who asked him to. <laughs> yeah, but in what world? In hey, what Brody, world? I'm just gonna say, if my wife asked me to eat her, like whole, on her deathbed with cancer, and I would like, I don't, never. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not a slime, so that's yeah. fair enough. So for the feast, uh, he gets a bunch of people together, and they go out to uh, do some hunting to get some meats. The main group head out and he decides to go to the cave that he was basically born in to try out some new skills safely away from people. And he's basically just trying out black lightning and being like, yeah, this too dangerous. He realizes the mask that Shizu had been wearing actually nullifies his aura. So he decides to start wearing it. Oh, it's like a protection so people can't tell he's super strong. Yeah, now he just looks like a little boy with a mask on. Without a penis. <laughs> yeah, without a penis. But I, it's not like most people are going to notice that when they see him. I would. <laughs> All of a sudden, Great Sage notifies him and is like, yo, your direwolf companion needs you. They're being hunted. They're, they're being attacked on their hunt. Uh, so he's like, whoop. And he leaves where he's at and goes running to where his group was headed. So it's a group of ogres that are attacking them. And these ogres are some of the most humanoid looking creatures in the show. They look more like tieflings than ogres, in my opinion. So anyways, these they're considered ogres. And they seem to think Rimuru's the one who wiped out their entire village because of the mask he's wearing. <gasps> Nani. Uh, Nani. Uh, they attack Rimuru. Why can't he just take the mask off? If they're like, your mask. It's like, it, wa- it wasn't me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess they didn't see under the last mask. Yeah, like, I'm so confused by what you're asking. Just take off the mask, man. Oh, it can't be him. He no have mask no more. <laughs> yeah, right? These ogres are wearing like samurai garb and like Ooh. are the same shape 
and size of humans. Like they don't even look like ogres. I don't understand, but whatever. Uh, they attack Rimuru and they're actually pretty freaking strong, but Rimuru is much stronger and starts wiping the floor with them. The leader, this red haired guy and his right hand man, this old ninja looking dude, realize that they're outmatched and the young ogre princess jumps in between the two and realizes the mask is a different mask and wants them to stop and look at it. Is it though? It is a different mask. Oh, oh okay. I think the lore of the masks are like they were given out. So I think this girl was given the mask. But they're all slightly different. Yeah, they're all slightly different. I think I think they're given to summons. Okay. Oh, that's cute. That's that's the vibe I got from it. It didn't really go too far into it. So after this was decided and they realize it's been a whole misunderstanding, Rimuru, guess what he does? Eats them. Oh, no. He invites them back. <laughs> it's been his trend, man. I don't know. <laughs> well, his other trend is inviting them to his village. That's true. That's happened more often than eating. Yeah. <laughs> Rimuru invites them back for the feast uh, after healing everyone. Long story short, Rimuru gets them to join his village and offers to give them names. Um and unlike when he named 500 freaking goblins, he goops up after naming just one, but was able to just barely push through it to name all seven of them. So naming them is taking power from him as well? Well, that's why every time he names people, he passes out for three days. Oh. Uh, but it's bestowing uh, some of his power yeah, on, on it, to them? It is. I just thought he was lazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly kind of thought that too. Like he's just like, I am so bored oh, from naming all these goblins. Oh. <laughs> well, he passes out for three days, and when he wakes up, they had have evolved into Kijins. Uh, they look even more human than before, and have much, much, much more power. You hinted at them being sexy, Brody, and I'm waiting for it. Yeah, they're more voluptuous now, too. Thanks. Um, the most voluptuous of the group, Xion, becomes his personal secretary and holds him in that area that he loves to be just written under the boobs. So he doesn't stay in his human form? He's mostly slime still? Yeah, he still likes it. He's comfortable in a slime form, but like when he right. wants to do human-type things, he quickly switches into it. Mm. Right. Into his Ken doll form? Yeah, <laughs> There's uh, Giro, the red-haired leader dude, Hakuro, white hair, less elder than before man, Shuna, the princess girl with no boobs who jumped in between the two. Um, there's Sui, assassin dude, and Kuroba, or Kuroba, Kuro, sorry, blacksmith in training. Titan. Yeah. So they all wow. get glow-ups. What a bustling little village. Yeah. It's like Stardew Valley, man. If you could force growth hormone into people by naming them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at this point, uh, we're learning that uh, the ogre's village uh, was um, taken out by a group of 200,000 orcs led by an orc lord with the ability of starve. Uh, the ability means that he can make all 200,000 of his orc followers consistently starving and always eating anything that they come in contact with and gaining power from the things around them. So essentially, as they go and kill everything, they just eat the corpses as well. If some of their own die, they eat the corpses, and it all just gives them strength, and they keep on marching along. Fucking metal. <laughs> yeah, this has the whole forest in a state of panic, and that's where we're going to leave it off. 
Oh, jeez. Man, that's a lot of orcs. Yeah. A lot of orcs with pika. Do you know what that is? I need to always eat, probably. No, it means they eat inanimate objects and, like, just everything around them. Mm. So they'll take a styrofoam panel and just eat it or whatever. They don't freaking care. They eat everything. They're done with a glass of water and just bite it. <laughs> it's it's a real disease. We call anything a disease this day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad sometimes. Disease. <laughs> wow, guys. <laughs> what the frick? <laughs> All right. How long has this show been going on for? It feels like it might be like an older anime, or is, or is it new? Um, It came out, I think, like 2000. I, off the top of my head, I'd say 2014. Oh, not that old. Okay. Well, I thought it sounded like a Golden Days one when they were getting weird with it for the first time, you know? Mm. <laughs> no, but there's, there's uh, still a decent amount left of the show, so I'm excited to... Bring some more down the road. Yeah. OP Slime, his love interest died pretty quick. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a building sim at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it, yeah. Let's, let's hear Caleb's recap. Okay. There's a Japanese business boy, and he's doing stock markets and stuff, and he wishes he had a girlfriend. Oh, no, he gets stabbed in the stomach and dies. As he dies, he wishes for things like he feels like it's hot, so he gets he gets a bonus. And then he wants to be a wizard, so he gets the power of magical talk, magic speak. And then he wakes up and he's like, oh, I'm not dead, I guess. Is this heaven? And no, he's a slime. He's in a cave. He's rolling around. He can't see until he meets the love of his life, a dragon, who becomes his wife. They, they, they share the same last name and they give them sight. And she's like, eat me, daddy. <laughs> it's a male dragon. Like, it's the most wild thing. Anyways, all right, he's like, all right, he's like, eat me, daddy. And then the, the slime does and he leaves. <laughs> He stumbles across some goblins who are like, hey guys, I'm a goblin and I'm dumb. And he's like, well, I'm going to help you there. And he makes them evolve by giving them names. But it exhausts him. Yeah, he turns to more goo. (laughs) And then the next morning, or three mornings later, he wakes up. They're all freaking sexy, except one dude who's a jagoff. And they go into (laughs) town with him to to the dwarves to see if they can get somebody to cover up all their sexy bodies. You know, they need more gear, (laughs) they need swords, you know. They meet a blacksmith there who's having trouble meeting his quota because he kind of sucks at his job. But the slime guy's like, I got so much ore and I have the ability to duplicate your swords. So he does. They punch another businessman, which is kind of crazy. The parallels, am I right? And then (laughs) (laughs) they go to jail and they leave the the derpy goblin dude, but they escape jail. Or they get let go, go by the president. Barack Obama. (laughs) You're a pretty cool slime. (laughs) Your Obama is always better than it should be. I know. It always surprises me. And I want to jump in and mimic him too, but I'm terrible at it. All right. So they let them go back to town, but now they're building their city up. They got blacksmiths making them clothes. They got goblins who are sexy doing work, and the slime guys live in his slime time. Uh, we find out there's a group of travelers along with a girl with a white mask who's going into a cave to figure out what's what's what. And the dragon's gone. It's pretty sweet. And then they get attacked by some big old ants, bro. And the slime guy's like, Black Lightning! And then the superhero Black Lightning comes out, and he takes down... Uh, a bit the ant and then leaves. Uh, <laughs> and turns out that girl, also from Japan, they bond over that's pretty cool. Turns out she has a sordid past where she had a vampire dad, and the vampire dad sent her to this world 
through summoning, and she's got a fire demon inside of her. <laughs> the vampire just keep going. Her. Just keep going. Yeah, sorry. Yes. yeah and uh, she's got a fire demon inside of her that lets her kill her dog, and then she's on the run because John Wick's after her for a while. Uh, and then Rimaru, or whatever his name is, the slime guy, is like, I can help you, and then they fight the fire demon, and he swallows it, which inside of him his dragon wife takes out the fire demon form and it's all good and then she's like oh no i can't live without the 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 freaking demon inside me so i'm going to die now and he's like hey can i eat (laughs) you and and she's like i thought you'd never i thought you'd never (laughs) ask (laughs) and then when he eats her whoa he's got he's got legs he's a ken doll down there but he's got hands he's got hair and he he wants to eat so they go and have a feast. They meet some uh, Shreks. Wait, what are they? Ogres <laughs> out there? Shreks. <laughs> very, yeah. very normal looking humanoid ogres such as Shrek and Fiona. And he, uh, they fight each other because they think that they were the one who destroyed his village. But they're like, oh, sorry. My bad guy. You're wearing a different mask than we originally thought. So you're cool. And he's like, hey, want to come, come home and have a meal with me? And then he gives them a name, and he passes out again. He wakes up, and they're freaking sexy as heck. So one of them definitely looks a lot more like Shrek now. (laughs) 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 And they tell him a story of a goblin or an orc army who's cannibalizing themselves and everything around them, like freaking termites. And he's like, oh, well, that's not good, bro. And then that's it. Tight. Beauty. Tight, yeah. It was a fun romp. It was. I liked it a lot, actually. But yeah, Zach, no, I think you would have a blast with this show. It's very mm. kooky and fun. What's it called um, again? Give me the name. It's a weird freaking name, That right? time I got reincarnated as a slime. That time. <laughs> yeah. That's so... That is such... That seems like an anime title I might have brought in the past when I did the Two Truths, One Lie, like, anime titles. You are ringing a bell there. It feels yeah. familiar to me because that mm. one doesn't sound like it'd be real. Right? Full circle, eh? Full circle. It, did you enjoy it? What would you give it, Brody? Um, yeah, I would give it a 8.5 out of 10. So, so, so far in your quest to find the best of this genre of anime, it's your number one spot. Sword Art Alicization is way up there too. Oh, okay. we can talk about well, Alicization. So very good time. Well, out of the ones we've talked about, it's number one. Maybe when you talk about more, we can start ranking them because they're yeah, all sure. a certain type of genre. And I think, where does it compare to Spy Kids 3D? That's what I really want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. better better than. oh that's not possible <laughs> all right thank you guys all for listening uh we really appreciate you tuning in every other week with us we uh really enjoy making this show and it's uh it's a highlight of my week you know mm, mine too mine too weird <laughs> what a coincidence <laughs> Holy crap. and i hope it's a highlight for all of you who listen when they see a new episode pop up we're a little sporadic sometimes, especially now. I bought a house recently, so it's been a crazy, crazy time. Mm-hmm. Brody's going on the road. Yeah, I just got a new job, so not sure what the future holds with timing, but we'll be here. We'll be here with some quality yeah. episodes, don't you worry. And I have plans to make my own bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's coming. all right remember to check us out on our social medias we got a youtube channel it's so far it's just posts of uh the episodes they they come out there but it will start throwing clips there maybe we'll do some video content in the future so keep your eyes out there anime not be for everyone on youtube 
Also, Instagram, we have Anime Not Be For Everyone, and a TikTok, which I will start getting back into now that we're getting into a regular flow of things. So you'll find out what's to come in the next weeks, and like when we post new episodes and stuff, it all goes up there. Thank you so much for the hard work you do, Caleb. I mm-hmm. I appreciate it, and I know Zach does too. Um, and I also want to thank uh, Good Kid uh, for letting us use Down With The King in Orbit as our intro and outro. Great band, uh, doing a lot of tours right now. Go check them out, buy some merch, buy their albums, buy vinyl, buy CDs. If they got cassettes, do that too. I don't think they do though, so good luck. If you got enough money, just buy them. Make sure to share us to everybody you know. We we really grow only by word of mouth. We don't do any like real marketing, and so we'd appreciate it if you share us with people that you know and love and think that they would like us. Make sure to really send us their way. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Podbean, or wherever you find podcasts. Just make sure that they can have a phone, they can download an app, or on their computer, whatever, man. They can listen to us anywhere. And feel free... Teach them. Teach them. Feel free to come our way, too, and let us know uh, what you think of the podcast and what your highlights are and what your... least lights are yeah what games do you like we'll start leaning into them harder if you like specific games like anything like that the kind of advertisements you like do you like our lawyer ad i think so (laughs) (laughs) really appreciate it zach what are you talking about next time oh or what are some ideas out there that you think you might talk about next week i don't know the one my uncle's from another world was actually kind of boring is it yeah dude there's so many things they could do with it and they just don't no they don't (laughs) (laughs) what about dr stone season two it's something you've been talking about for ages i could as well i might find something new and interesting netflix is doing that you can eat things in a dungeon right now and that was fun for the first couple um delicious dungeon Go back to Attack on Titan. Yeah. That's always a fun watch. Any of these ideas, if anybody, if it sparks something in you, make sure to send us an email and we'll we'll definitely yeah, do right. it. AnimeNotBe at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you, every single person out there who listens to us. And Thank remember, anime not, may be, not be for, your, for grandma. your grandmother. It's the year of the grandma. We love grandmas. Send it to your grandma. <laughs> new Chinese calendar you're the grandma (laughs) that would be the the worst sexy calendar of them all Seven out of every five women will ingest goo through their rectum at some point in their lives. (laughs) Completely by accident. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, did you buy me a new dildo? No, I don't remember remember buying that. (laughs) (laughs) Making, I'm buying that. No, it was, was, I don't remember making, I mean, making, I mean, buying that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Your brain really wanted to say making. <laughs> and now she's dead. <laughs> oh, I love I love doing with this, you guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
You know Zach, what are I you meant? drunk? <laughs> you drunk? Sounds drunk like drunk? it. <laughs> drunk on life. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude.